This is Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. I'm Shannon Powell. Love is in the air, or is it? Liz Etkin and Dr. Suzanne Berger of Westchester Citizen Therapists join us to talk about romantic relationships in the age of Trump. Today we're going to talk about romantic relationships in the age of Trump. This is very challenging for many people. I am thankful that Suzanne Berger, you are joining us via phone. Thank you, Suzanne. My friend Liz Etkin is here to talk about the dating scene in the age of Trump. So let's get right to it. Suzanne, let's start with you. What kind of challenges, your therapist, what kind of challenges are you seeing for people who are in romantic relationships with in, in cases where they feel different politically? Oh, really pretty much since the election. I have, I work quite a bit with couples and I've seen a number of couples where they did not vote for the same candidate. And um, in some instances, it's really a reflection of how solid the relationship is where they can uh, respectfully agree to disagree. And in other instances, it's certainly a source of, of tension and difficulty. But I think it, it's more a reflection of how the relationship's doing overall. And I, I often, when I talk to, to couples about that kind of political divide, I, I talk about the very well-known couple of, of uh, Mary Maitland and, and James Carville, right. uh, who are married to each other. And one is, you know, a strategist or was historically for the Democratic National Committee and Mary Maitland worked very hard with uh, uh, the GOP. And they just have this rule of thumb laughter when it's possible. And um, they have kind of a, I think, an explicit agreement to not talk about politics at home. With it being so toxic, though, the environment, the political environment, we're now post-impeachment and we are in the throes of the beginning of the presidential primary. Are you finding that that's harder for couples? Because I have a few couples who are that way, too. And I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. I mean, and, and again, with, with famous couples, you think of George Conway um, and Kel- uh, Kellyanne Conway and George Conway, Conway yep. right. Um, sure, I thought of them, too. I mean, mm-hmm. are, you, are you finding that it, it is getting harder or kind of what's your experience? You know, it's, it's interesting. I would say that the majority of couples that I know, if they're struggling, they are struggling so much at, at a much more immediate level that um, I don't I don't really find a lot of couples I know having that issue. They just respectfully say this is not a topic we can agree on. And, well, you know, all all relationships have have some polarization or some areas of conflict and it's really how you work with it so I, ha- I haven't had a lot of couples with with a whole lot of stress I mean I, I do have one where there's kind of an eye rolling and contempt and when I you know I call people out on that I'm like you know you can respectfully disagree um and if you can be curious about what underlies each other's deep convictions then you might actually kind of find some common ground. You might even you grow. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, as a person. I, of course, I'm looking at my friend Liz because <laughs> we're both making awful faces I, I, I at am... each other. I can't do that. How can somebody do yes, that? Yes, I <clears throat> respect that point of view, of course. I <laughs> oh, wish. You know, if I... you're dating, that's a whole different story. <laughs> I, I wish right. I you know had what? that point of view. Yes. Um, and actually, in the past, I might have had that point of view. I think that things have changed quite a lot. And why? Um, you know, I've always been a, um, I love a debate. I actually love people that don't have my same point of view, uh-huh. or, or did. Um, but I think I've found in the last three years, I have become um, much less 
tolerant, probably intolerant completely, of, um, of, of Trump mm-hmm. um, and of the Trumpsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even sure anymore if it's a Republican and Democrat issue. For me, it's uh, those who voted for Trump and support Trump versus those who don't. So it's like a deeper moral sort of struggle. It's, it's all around, to me, yeah, morals sure. and values. And maybe in the past I could have found it mm-hmm. kind of fun or interesting to date somebody mm-hmm. who was um, opposite and beliefs than me, but not now. So I would not was, be able to do it. So what was that like when you were jumping back into the dating pool? Let's go back to, okay, I'm jumping back in the dating pool. How do I find a mate? Where do I start? Yeah, so um, I was certainly cautious. Um, I was super busy. I've been single for a few years, tied up with kids, work, starting my own business, travel, um, some friends. My, my business started to kind of even out and get in, a, in the swing of things. Friends encouraged me to. I don't know what friends um, would be. <laughs> dabble in the be? in the world of online dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was with a client one night in Seattle. She said, "I don't get why you don't date." She was in her sixties. She married somebody she met online. Uh-huh. So um, invited some good friends over one night. They bought a bottle of tequila, <laughs> and we decided to write my po- profile. I think it's fair to say that they might have been more interested in doing that than me at the time. I was more interested in the tequila. Right. And um, I was interested we, in the tequila, actually. We actually, I have full disclosure. I was there. We wrote <laughs> the profile. The, my girlfriends wrote the profile, and it said the obvious stuff, like, I'm British, I like to work out, blah, 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 I'm a workaholic. Uh-huh. But um, you're, not, you're, a, you're a naturalized American now. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so you can vote, just yep, to make that clear. Okay, yes. Right. But what I... Um, didn't think, of course, that you, you know, and I, I'm a headhunter, I interview people all the time, what I didn't think was to ask the questions of um, either religion or politics. Ah. And so I started uh, the profile after our night together, writing it, profile went live, I um, was thrilled to see lots of responses the next morning, uh-huh. and it was kind of fun, it was like... Um, kid in a candy store looking at all these different interesting right replies yes um i decided when did you get to the trump part <laughs> i decided to um Fast go forward. on a couple of dates every week it was fun right. um and quickly i realized that there were quite a few trumpsters out there and i didn't um i hadn't ever screened for that prior i didn't think to ask i just assumed everyone was a democrat because uh, i am and a lot of my friends are i just assumed right so um I used my get out of jail card free once. What I was, had a what was that conversation like? I I quickly um, s- sort of maneuvered the rela- the conversation around to politics because I needed to know. Um, he quickly made it clear that he was a Trumpster, and um, it was an instant turn off for me. Obviously, mm-hmm. I knew I wouldn't be. Um, meeting him again, but right. I also realized after about 20 minutes, like, this conversation isn't even going to last, you know. Right. So I, I made an excuse that I had to go somewhere and, and left promptly. Right. A couple more dates had the same thing. All of a sudden, I'm, like, in a bar help with me. a Republican going, yes. oh, my gosh, help. Yes. So uh, one night, I was actually quite frustrated. I'd had a couple of drinks in the bar uh-huh. and went home, took myself to bed with a bottle of beer and decided <laughs> there's a lot of to... There's a lot of alcohol. There's a lot of alcohol that night. I just want a disclaimer. It was like, a drunk stuff. You know, this, this, is, this is like, this is for adults only, this podcast. <laughs> you have to be 21 to listen. Yes. So, um, so I, I literally was in bed 8.30 at night, 
bottle of Corona and um, rewriting my profile. And actually all I ended up doing, because uh -huh. I was so disheartened, was just writing one more sentence right at the end of the profile. And it said, by the way, I hate the president. Mm. And that's how I ended my profile. And that's tough language. And after right, Suzanne? that. Suzanne, Suzanne, what, is, what does think, that project? I think that's brilliant. Uh -huh. I, think, I, think, I think if you've got core values that you know well, I, I couldn't possibly be with, well, suppose, let's say you were a profoundly religious person. Um, it would be important for you to say, you know, I really can't be with an atheist. Or mm -hmm. you might not put in your profile, but I would say in this day and age where politics are front and center, in many of our lives, I I think putting it out there and and you didn't say hey I I you know I'm a Democrat. You just said you kind of like we're signaling. Just keep away from me. Yeah, and I think that's very helpful. And I so felt I, really I strongly. See, I think that's important that people can feel can feel empowered to actually say that because I still think that there's this need to be polite and somehow not firm. And yeah. so I like, Suzanne, that you're saying it's okay to be firm about how you feel because these are about oh, yeah. core values. I, I think that's true. I mean, it's obviously a, a completely different story if you're dating and you're saying, huh, do I want to be with this person or do I want to even explore being with this person? Um, that's really different from I'm in a committed relationship and we have a lot of warmth and a, a shared history and um, we are having this, this area where we are coming apart and how do we, how do we tend to each other? I think those are very different things. Um, that where you can be very clear about these are these are my likes you know setting boundaries and being very clear and speaking for your needs mm -hmm. and if you're in a committed relationship even to say you know I, I really can't have you I can't be in this room if you're watching Fox News if you're going to have that on I'm going to have to go be somewhere else and if it's going to be on a lot of the time I may have to be out of the house a lot is that really what you want Right. Yeah. And it's interesting though, Liz, you had an experience where even saying that wasn't necessarily a turn off for every suitor. Well, in, <laughs> in the beginning, I have to say, I actually got a couple of pretty bad messages. Okay. But, right. I, I did. But, and I sort of kind of said, okay, I'm, I'm, you damned if you do and you damned if you don't. If I didn't say it, I'd get the wrong person. If I said it, I got some negative comments. But and I basically forgot about online dating for a while until I got this message out of the blue and completely out of context. And it just said, you go, girl. And that's all it said. And I didn't actually know what the person was referring to. It could have been the fact that I do karate, the fact that I work out, whatever. Right. You go, girl. So I wrote back and I just gave a question mark. That's all I did. Uh -huh. And he said, I'm British and I hate Trump too. <laughs> that's, that's all he said. And that's actually all he had to say because that was seven love, months ago. Love it first. Love it, <laughs> it first. Was, uh, yeah. At first, question mark or you go, girl, right? Yeah. So, so I think that's great. I mean, I think that, that part of what's happened is, in a way, people are empowered to be more authentic and direct. Yeah. And it's important to be able to do that if you're seeking uh, to explore whether you want to be intimate with someone. Well, right. And so let's just talk, I mean, again, it gets back to this empowerment thing with relationships that I think it, it can be a good guidepost to like, this is actually, uh, this isn't like about being judgmental or non-judgmental. It's about standing up for your values and how that can actually help you have um, a, a successful and, you know, nurturing relationship, fulfilling relationship, right, Suzanne? 
I, oh, I think, as I said, I mean, while this is well, the topic of the night, I think this comes up for couples around all kinds of things where people, you know, if they can speak for their needs and their values rather than from a very reactive place, um, they can really learn to hear each other and make some space for, I mean, this is also for some couples about building a capacity for what in my field we call differentiation, but that you can be in a loving relationship and, and also leave a lot of space for being two individuals mm-hmm. who might have some really different beliefs or needs. So that, that leads me to another question because I guess, you know, in terms of being judgmental, what you would be saying is that, and look, I, again, I have some friends who are couples who feel different politically. So what you're saying is you need to not necessarily judge their choices, but accept and respect how they work their relationship, right? Yeah. I mean, I have to say on a personal level, if I, if I take off my psychologist hat and I put on my, my <laughs> okay, activist Okay, do that. Hat, yes, yes. I'm, I'm not, that is not an easy thing to do. It's it takes not. a lot of work on yourself, on your own um you know, reactivity. I mean, a lot of us, we have to understand that so much of the energy that we have right now is because we feel threatened. Right. And so it's, it, there's so much activation and so much energy and, and our reactions to people who are not on what we consider to be the right side um, is partly because there is so much of this kind of, um, it's really a biological threat response. And we have to really work on kind of how, you know, working with our own reactions first before we decide what we're going to do with other people. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think that's really, I, I think that, I think that's very interesting. I mean, again, it's, uh, it would be, for me, it would be challenging, especially now. And it would only, I mean, the reason I felt it was important to do or interesting to do this story is I only see this escalating as we get closer to November. And then who? God only knows what's going to happen after that. Well, certainly, you know, I know, I do know some couples, and that, not many, but I, I do know of a couple of couples who have gotten um, divorced or separated mm-hmm. at least. Maybe they're not leaving legally divorced at this point, but who have separated over this because it is such a fundamental worldview. And if, if it's a really important part of your life and your, your sense of self, Mm -hmm. that's one thing for so many people out there. It's like, they don't care about this. They're not, they're really disaffected and it's not in the foreground of their lives. But if it is, Right. You might have to make some really hard choices. Right. And so are you finding that, 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 the couples that have split, like it's more, it's more toxic or it's, it's a tougher environment now than it was like say in the, you know, I don't know, the Bush years or, you know, I mean, or does it kind of ebb and flow? What's your, what's your, well, again, I think this is what, you know, it maybe I don't get the politically divided couples because maybe they've already researched me and know that I have my bias and it's so clear, but I, I see a lot of couples and I don't have a single one right now in my practice that's talking about politics interesting i mean and i guess that's not why they're there well that's another that's another good point is that you know since that's so crucial to my entire life like that's where i go and i think that and again my circle of activist friends and even just close friends are pretty are political and those are the kinds of people who i've you know always been um kind of you know drawn to but i think uh I think that, you know, that's kind of an important point where it's like, that's not everybody. 
<laughs> I'm always still shocked at like, wait, this isn't the first thing you think of when you wake up, but what you're saying is it's not. Uh, I, I think you, you need to get out more. <laughs> I know, right? I need to not do this podcast. This is the last podcast we're doing, by the way. <laughs> no more Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. Right. I mean, that again, it's kind of that bubble of, uh, yeah, bubble of friends. What about you, Liz? I agree, but I do think it's, it, again, it's not like a Democrat and a Republican thing. It really is a Trump thing. Yes. No, um, I agree. Yeah. It, it is. It, it, I think that, you know, I've always been interested in politics, but I haven't had the passion mm-hmm. and anger and emotion around my feelings like I do now. Right. Um, and as I said, I think something that might have been interesting and fun in the past in terms of relationship right. would be intolerable to me now. So it's really a visceral thing with you. Completely. Yeah. Utterly. Yeah. No, it is with me too. And I think, I mean, so if you take, took off your, you know, psychologist hat, Suzanne, it's visceral with you too. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I mean, personally, I personally would not be able to be with someone who is not like-minded in, in this environment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's me. That's not, you know, the therapist in me. But I certainly have couples, um, I you know, of various belief systems in my practice and Mm. um i have to sit respectfully listening to them sometimes i don't i don't think they know my where i am politically and i don't share that that's not um and i just i really am just trying to help people get better and i think this is important again i think it is a a loaded issue but for some couples other things are whether it's Mm -hmm. sex whether it's money um, whether it is just not feeling adequately heard or understood or, or valued. Um, and couples have to really start to recognize, like, how can we understand each other better? It's just that fundamental need of, like, I need you to really value what I feel and care about, even when you don't. Mm-hmm. So how do we all move forward? How do we move forward in the Trump area with romance and relationships, Liz? You stay with your... I stay with my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and if by any chance that doesn't go forward, I'll find another Democrat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Suzanne, what's your message? Um, my message is if you're in a relationship that has a lot of love and warmth and humor and connection and maybe even still some passion, if you can kind of compartmentalize this... And, and if politics aren't that important, or even not just politics, but just basic views, you know, kind of a worldview, uh, if, if that is kind of not in the foreground, then maybe you can find a way. And if not, you might have to, to really look closely at, you know, is this a relationship that I can that I can survive and thrive in, or do I have to make some difficult choices? Right. So time for reflection, thought. Yep. Chocolate, yep. champagne, what else goes with Valentine's Day? <laughs> Any kind of candy. Wow. All right. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both for being here. This has been very entertaining and hopefully helpful to our listeners. Um, so I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. Bye. And happy Can Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Spreading the love to everyone. Almost. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. Proud member of the Demcast Network. Find us online at indivisiblewestchester.org, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Most importantly, keep on resisting.